This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Searching for gifts for guys can be difficult because, honestly, they don't like what you're buying them. So put down the ugly tie and get him a man crate. Man crates take stuff guys love, like machetes, beef jerky, and video games, and packs them into wooden crates and ships them right to their door. They come with a crowbar so they can pry the box open themselves. Find a great gift for every type of guy, whiskey drinkers, bacon lovers, even zombie survivalists. Go to mancrates.com slash stew to find the perfect gift for every guy you know. Mancrates.com slash stew. face over there. What's his butt? Uh, oh, God, I know him. I know it. I know it. I know it. Uh, oh, no, it's not coming to me. Kim Jong-un. No. Uh, butt cheese. Uh, oh, gosh. Uh, oh, my God. I've seen you so many... Uh. Come on. Mm. You're just not memorable. You look familiar. You're not memorable. You know, Darn you it. would think you'd notice somebody so fat and nasty, but... Um... <laughs> really? Oh, golly. Where are the cookies today? We had cookies really? yesterday. We had cookies, we had and they no were so delicious. Today. You know what else they were? They were non-gluten. They were gluten-free, mm-hmm. and they were dairy-free. Yeah. And uh, so I, you so can I, make some pretty good stuff. There, um, as uh, people know, that I'm a vegetarian, mm-hmm. and um, so apparently, I occasionally, I would go to vegetarian restaurants. Many of those restaurants are mm-hmm. vegan restaurants as well, which I don't right. care about. I'm just a vegetarian. Yeah. But so I went to, a, but I went to a vegan restaurant once, and they had a bakery. They had these uh, unbelievable cakes and, like, cookies, and they were so good. If you know how to do it. If you know how to do it, you can do it. You can, I mean, you can live handsomely yeah. on vegan stuff or, or non-gluten, free, yeah, that can. kind of stuff. You really can if you know how to do it. Yeah. And it's just a matter of learning and, and working. And I mean, it, it's work. That's, and that's the, it's harder. Again, we kind of talked about this on radio today. That's the freaking free market system yeah. at work. Yep. Like, I was a friend of mine who works here. Um, uh, he's actually the guy who, if you remember, we made the fake turkey loaf uh he ed ed Ed, he uh really good really good actually yeah um but he grew up vegetarian he didn't have his first meat until he was like 18 never had Mm. anything the first thing he ever had was a mcdonald's hamburger Wow, that was funny. That's a bad first meal. Yeah, it is. Oh, I don't know. I like that's a bad first meal. Yeah, that is. but he but the point is though when he was growing up you couldn't get any of this food anywhere you could they had to go to like i think it's seventh day adventist church areas and oh. because they're vegetarian i think i think it's them and they have like mm. you know storehouse type um uh storefronts or whatever where the people from the community can go and buy actual vegetarian food because it was so rare yeah you didn't have that sort of now you go every grocery store has a, t- a giant block of the freezer section that's just all yeah. stuff that you can go home and cook in 60 seconds and is good mm-hmm. it's pretty amazing and that's all happening with uh, gluten-free it happened with low carb it happened with organic foods. I mean, we are really, it's another thing, another great blessing as we go into the holiday season of the, the choices that we have in this country thanks to I love it. capitalism and, and a few other things. As well. I love it. Great. I, I'm actually considering the paleo thing right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a few, a lot of people. It's very popular. We, we had the guy yeah. on who wrote the, wrote the book, of The Paleo Manifesto on Wonderful World of Stew. 
Uh, really interesting <laughs> guy. Good? Yeah, smart guy. Uh, maybe we can, have him, we can pop him it's on uh, Pat and similar to uh, Atkins, It's in right? that realm. It's in that it's, realm. But it's different because you also don't do dairy. Is that right? Or do gluten. You? No gluten. No gluten. Uh, dairy, Natasha, on the paleo thing? No dairy. No dairy, yeah. So that's different than, because you can do cheese right. on, on Atkins. Atkins, Atkins which is are eggs considered dairy? Uh, eggs? I, mean, I keep thinking they are too, but they're, they're not. not though, are you they? can eggs, eggs are not dairy. They just keep them in the yeah, dairy, in the dairy coolers. That's why. I've had arguments about this. Yeah. <laughs> I've had a long-standing <laughs> argument about this. So it's my belief. You can say they're not dairy all you want. <laughs> they're not. But, and then they're not. They're not technically dairy. However, uh -huh. they're in every freaking dairy section. Yeah, yeah that's and what because I they're in every dairy section, section, screw you. The market has decided they're dairy. Okay, <laughs> that's why I always believe yeah. eggs well, are dairy. Be so I think you can't the do same eggs? as the dairy products. That doesn't make them dairy. I will say I'm really Correct. glad that you guys had that same thought because a couple people on the staff have been mocking me for months that I thought. No, eggs I think were dairy. I think there's a lot of people. Yeah. They're in the dairy it. section. I w you put dairy. There's it's like signs that say dairy. Immediately under them are eggs. <laughs> but yeah, I'm sorry. It's, I, you know. it's understandable. And they come from you know the farm, which is that's that's, that's enough for me. <laughs> They're from a farm. The grocery store says so. It is done. Meat comes from a farm. It's not dairy. So. I mean, meat is not in that section. And wheat comes from a farm. It's not dairy. Tis it's not that. in that section either. The, two, the combination of the two All right. results in a fact. Okay. Check that out, PolitiFact. <laughs> Good enough for me. I'm going to run with right. <laughs> Some, right. some things that, uh, that PolitiFact did not uh, agree with, however, during the course of the year. The biggest lies. Is PolitiFact, that's different than the Washington Post yeah. thing, right? Uh, Washington yeah. Post is, is a, just fact checker. PolitiFact is a function of the St. Pete Times, which I guess is now the Tampa Bay Times. Is yes. that right, Pat? Yeah. Um, that, that, so they're related to them. Uh, Washington yeah, Post, they're a piece of crap, too. Washington Post I, has a, a fact checker, too. And, and look, you know, it's Washington Post. It's not, I don't always agree with it. They do a lot of good work, though. Washington, Washington Post is the one that does pin the Pinocchios yep. mm -hmm. the, from one to four. Mm -hmm. And so four being, you know, the huge long nose. And they have come up with their list of the biggest lies of the year. Now, I don't have all of them, but they, I have uh, among them are... President Obama's repeated claims, he did do this over and over, that he never said that ISIS was the JV team. Yep. Uh, a complete lie. You will go back complete into the context lie. of the interview. And he I believe, absolutely was talking about I believe they gave him four Pinocchios on that. Mm -hmm. And he said it over and over and over. And they kept saying, no, you, you did, did say this. Mm -hmm. We went back and checked. You were very clear that that's who you were talking about. And yet he just kept doing it. Again, this is part of their long-standing strategy in the White House to Absolutely. say something, know it's wrong, continue to say it, because we realize 80% of people are never going to look it up. And you know what? It's mostly worked out really well for yeah, them. Really it well. sure has. And when, they do st and when they do get caught, then it's like, well, no, we either didn't mean it. Yeah. Or, or we misspoke. Yeah, you misspoke 48 or no, times. Or, or, or once again, I didn't say that. I yeah. would say those things are actually it. a breakdown in the actual strategy. I think the strategy itself is just ne just keep saying it and never and never, never acknowledge. For example, uh, the uh, the Keystone Pipeline is, gonna, is a pipeline to ship Canadian oil down to the Gulf of Mexico and be sold in other countries. They just keep saying it. They just keep saying it. There's no evidence <laughs> of it. Every fact check organization has said it's a lie. They mm -hmm. just keep saying it yeah. because you know what? We can keep saying it, and most of the time, even when liberal <laughs> sources disagree, they know the average person isn't going to that so they don't care you know this is a pretty good uh template for future administrations yes, right if you're paying attention here you're learning a lot from the obama administration yeah who cares if you lie who cares if you get caught in a lie so what well, and, and, just keep 
repeating it, and that's what they're doing. Yeah, uh, let's see if they have a, it's a I, big I know. time. Uh, you know, not to compare them to Nazi, but it's a big time oh, Nazi wow. strategy. Oh, he did. Oh, he went there. Not oh, to, not to say that they've killed millions of people. However, they're using a strategy that was also employed by the Nazis. Yes, uh, and and look, you know. Oh, boy. This is very typical. Of the another great example is we don't use executive orders. We, we you know what we're not going to do that. And he did do a bunch of them, but he kept saying, you know what, we use less than everybody else, though, so it's okay. We find out now that yes, he's used less executive orders. He's just all done all those things through memorandums, yeah, which is another thing that has the equivalent legal force of an executive order. He it just called something else. Plus. He's used those, and now he's used those more than the last four presidents. Yeah. So combined executive orders and memorandums, which are the same thing. He's done more than the last four presidents, two of which, by the way, I don't know if anyone noticed, did eight full years. Right. And that's the thing. He's done less than Bush as far as executive orders, but not memorandums. He's done far more memorandums. And, and Bush was in office eight years. But he's got two years, two more years to go. Yeah. So he's going to catch Bush on executive orders. I mean, he's, he's done this far more. Here's his chart. Do we, we show this yet? This is the, uh, the yes. memorandums. Uh, look, look at this. Look at what he's doing. And by the way, it's not just him, obviously. It's been rising, um, although he's just making an art form out of it. And the reason mm -hmm. is it's not as public. They're not numbered. People didn't know how many there were until recently. There's no way to quantify them until recently. Um, and they've gone through the registered and found out, wow, Obama is going crazy in these things. And he's doing this because he's because Jonathan Gruber was telling the truth. The stupidity of the American voter. They didn't know he was doing this until today. We didn't know he was doing this until today, and he's depending on our stupidity uh, to hopefully uh, hide what he's doing. Well, now we know. Will anyone do anything? There's the real stupidity of the American voter. The answer is no. Yeah. You know, we'll keep his approval rating right around 40, 40, 42%, and, and life will go on. So the lies, he's got down to an art form. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, there are some Republicans on the list of the Washington Post Pinocchio uh, thing of the year. Uh, Senator Rand Paul's statement that John McCain met with ISIS terrorists is among the biggest lies of the year, according to them. What? Yeah, now, that's an interesting one, because McCain denies it, although many people who know the region and know these people say it's true. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, unless you take the guy and have film of his entire life or know who he's dealing with, I don't know how you say that's a lie of the year. It's, it's, it's disputed, I would say. It's dis you're right. Right. Uh, is it proven does, that he didn't? I don't think so. No, to, to McCain's, uh, you know, credit, I guess, or to his side of the story, he says he knows these people are and they are f fighter, fighting on our side in that battle. They are not terrorists. Uh, you know, a, a lot of people disagree with that analysis. Uh, they also cite Obama's claim that the GOP filibustered 500 pieces of legislation. He said that over and over and over. Turns out it's not true. That's not true. Not true. Uh, mm. I don't know Paul Ryan's story about a little boy who rejected a school lunch because he wanted one in a brown paper bag. I don't even I don't even know that story. Do you? No, it didn't make no. an impact. You heard that? No. <laughs> but it's one of, the, it right now. <laughs> one of the biggest lies of the year. I've never even heard of it. Do you have that, Jeffy? I thought you knew all the stories about lunch. Equating school lunches to an empty soul. Uh-huh. Uh, told a, a supposedly true story about an official who spoke to a boy who had rejected a school lunch because he wanted one in a brown bag. A kid with a brown paper bag had someone who cared for him. The boy supposedly said, but it turned out Ryan's source of the story had borrowed it from a book. I, I, don't, even, I don't remember this at all. No, I never heard of it. The controversy never heard of it. Allison Grimes accused Senator, uh, Senator Mitch McConnell of uh, taking $600,000 from anti-coal groups, which would be a big deal in Kentucky, obviously. Mm -hmm. 
apparently that wasn't true. He didn't take 600000 from anti-coal groups. And an Agenda Project Action Fund ad, which alleged that the GOP spending cuts undermined the nation's ability to combat Ebola. That's a good one. That's, that's a good, a good lie. lie. And totally not true. That was a reach, a big-time reach. Huge. Um, that was a funny one. Uh, not among them, however. And I'd like to hear if m maybe we've forgotten a bunch of them, but where is uh, Hillary's lie that they were dead broke when they left the, the Oval Office, when they left the White House? You're talking about dead lies, broke. Yeah. That's a huge lie. It's yeah. a huge lie. The Clintons were not broke when they left the White House. I don't know if you're aware. A million dollar. No, like I mean, is there a? Was she there just a, got an eight million dollar uh, signing thing, yeah. right? And from his, her book. His was much bigger. I yeah. mean, his 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 book bonus. I mean, maybe they're just you know like they the, their argument seems to be their defenders of that statement seem to be okay. Well, the truth is. They had, um, they weren't dead broke, but what they had was a lot of debt built up from all these legal things, and they hadn't paid it off yet. So if you look at your finances and you're like, we have $2 million in debt, it feels like you're dead broke. But in reality, it doesn't feel like you're dead broke when you have $40 million coming <laughs> in that year. Yeah. Uh, you know, she was obviously yeah. just lying to try to relate to people. Yeah. And, and, and this is the same thing that happened with uh, mm. Obama did the same thing with we had all this high, uh, college debt. Oh, Remember geez. they made those arguments? Yes. We can understand you. We had college debt, too. Did you? Did you really? really? It doesn't <laughs> seem like your situation was all that bad. You had two people earning six figures. And it's usually a pretty good combination. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you wrote the book, I mean, he, I, I don't think he sold as much as then when he became nationally prominent mm -hmm. but so in the 90s when he wrote the book he probably didn't make all that much money but he eventually made yeah he didn't make much money in the uh, his best years were in the five million range uh, the guy is I, I think, done okay yeah he's he's, he's, he's i think okay. he's gonna be fine guys yeah i think he's gonna be fine he's he, gonna be okay. i mean sure he'll need those government programs to help him through but i think i think he'll be okay they continue to claim on a regular basis that obamacare is lowering health care costs i think that was one it of the big not. lies of the year yeah, it is not. Um, it isn't. Uh, now, what they try to claim is even they don't actually defend that claim um, because it's so ridiculous that it's, it's, it's not true. What they try to say is, well, we're giving people extra coverage. So if you factor that in and you factor in the fact that we're giving away uh, free money to these people as well. If you do that, you can kind of try to find some area. It still isn't lowering them, but it might be lowering the increase. But again, like if you're if you're taking free money from the taxpayers and giving it to people, I mean, you can say you're lowering costs on anything. Like, you know what? Mm -hmm. You know, if a, if a Ferrari costs $245,000 a year and you give someone $245,000 to buy a Ferrari, they buy the Ferrari, the Ferrari isn't free. <laughs> Do you understand? Does that make any sense? It might be free to that person, but it's not free. It's a big difference. That it doesn't seem like the left understands. Or... Better yet, they do understand, but they're doing yet another Jonathan Gruber, another stupidity of the American voter, another transparency is uh, is our enemy. Um, right. Uh, you know, and that's what they do. So that's a great one, though. Apparently, uh, apparently last year, uh, John Kerry claimed that he voted against uh, the invasion of Iraq. Do you remember that? No, I don't even remember, remember that, that story. He did not. He did not. Mm -hmm. uh, but he's out there claiming that. Now, my understanding is he voted for it before he voted against it. Yeah. But that was I voted for it before <laughs> I voted against it. But if you've got what we don't remember, uh, give us a call at AAA 727 back. In a fashion reminiscent of Judge Scott, you pick up that phone in a really brutal and violent way, and then you dial the, the phone number uh, very violently as well, and then you can talk to us about it on the phone. That's coming up on Pat and Stu.
<laughs> That's like, uh, thank you, John. I appreciate that. <laughs> All right, triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the phone number. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. Pat and Stu, we've been rating the man crates. These are crazy good. Uh, and look at this uh, jalapeno popper popcorn. And it's made exclusively for man crates. Nice. The only place you can get them is in a man crate. Absolutely delicious. Oh my gosh. These great popcorn. Yeah. Perhaps we should just let man crate send us a man crate full of that. Yeah, yeah that'd, be, that'd be okay in my book. Yeah. Because it's it's cool. They they put a lot of these snacks that you've never tried in in the in the man crates. And uh, yeah, I've never heard of jalapeno this one pop, is, popcorn. Is, Have you jalapeno popper popcorn? It's really, mm. oh, it's really mm. cheesy, spicy. Man, that's pretty good. Nice, super cheesy, yeah. super spicy. So there you it. go. But I mean, not it, so spicy that you know your yeah, mouth is on fire for yeah. a week. Yeah. Now that's that's always good. Yeah. Now. Uh, look, uh, you know, sure, jalapeno popper popcorn for men crates is delicious, but mm -hmm. it doesn't get me as excited as I am for Bush, Jeb Bushmentum. Jeb Mentum? <laughs> Jeb Mentum. Can we call it Jeb Mentum? Yes. Is that official? Sweeping the country. It is sweeping the country. More than right that, now. it's sweeping the world. Yeah. Um, uh, They're talking about Jeb Mentum in Chechnya today. Uh, really? Mm -hmm. hmm. You know what I learned, uh, interestingly, mm -hmm. someone sent me a tweet. Chechnya? Chechnya. Jeb Mentum has swept Chechnya? Yeah. You wouldn't expect it, would I you? I would not. Um, someone sent me a tweet the, the other day. The Hertz are talking about Jeb Mentum. Mm. I actually learned something interesting about a Fox News host uh, from Twitter, um, uh, Greta, uh, who mm -hmm. apparently is, uh, is part of Jeb Mentum. Very excited about Jeb. Um, I, I, really? I, I believe her tweet was uh, something to the effect of, um, I'm very excited for Jeb to run for president. However, if Lindsey Graham runs, then I'm definitely voting for him. I was like, oh, oh my god. Oh my god. That is not the real I swear. Tweet. See if you can find it. Let's make sure before we we uh the hurt the character of Greta, who you know, look, everyone has different opinions. No no big deal. She can obviously believe what she wants. Um but make sure that's a legitimate tweet. It could have been someone trying to troll me on Twitter. Uh but I thought it was <laughs> it was really interesting. And look, you know, I mean, that look, can't be there are a lot look, what sixty percent of people or fifty some odd percent of people in uh in South <laughs> South Carolina, a conservative state voted for Lindsey Graham. I mean obviously not everybody agrees with us on this particular topic. But yeah. Jeb Mentum and Graham Mentum, uh that it results in I will be I will sound like the guy who called in at the end of radio who was on the verge of suicide if if those are the, our, our choices. I will be honest with you. I honestly uh, a great tweet from Brad Thor yesterday. He said he, look, he, Brad Thor is not going to vote for Jeb Bush. You probably, you may have known that he's a, he's a you know a big time best selling author and a very conservative and a great guy. We love Brad, uh, but he said he will never vote for the GOP ever again if they if they nominate uh, Jeb Bush. And I was like, where do I sign up for that petition? Yeah. Where can I take the pledge, Brad? Lead me to the pledge where I can sign on the dotted line to pr promise I will never vote for another Republican if they nominate Jeb Bush. And it's not, it's not just Brad Thor, uh, although that's a great example. Uh, Mark Levin was good. saying yesterday he's an inch away from leaving the Republican Party. And I, no. I think most no. of us are, are feeling or have felt that way where we're just so done with our... Stupidity with yeah. with they're not being conservatives. They're not the party of conservatives anymore. Uh -oh. They're the party of uh, just slightly less radical progressives than in the Democrat Party. Yeah, that's not unacceptable. Yep. Uh, I, I think, as Brad put it, um, I don't want someone who kicks my dog less. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Great point. Uh, that's right. So was it said uh, seventeen hours ago? Uh, at Greta uh, tweeted uh, at Senator John McCain at Jeb Bush is an excellent individual. Dash dash, but capital letters. 
if at Lindsey Graham, South Carolina decides to run, I'm all in for him at Fox News. It's an interesting well, perspective. Well, uh, <laughs> it tells you a lot. It tells you everything you need to know right there. And, and enough said on that. It tells right. you what you need to know. All right. Did we talk about the popcorn yet? Did we talk about the man crates popcorn? Is that, did we cover that? No, but it, we didn't. It does oh, it tell you what you need to know. It's delicious. Right there. It's, uh, it tells you about. everything you need to know. If you've been wondering, well, what about that? The Fox hosts and stuff. That tells you a lot right there. No, we're talking, about, need, pop, we're talking about popcorn. We're talking about popcorn. Man crates. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, it, it's delicious. It's it really, really is. <laughs> is the opinion of, of Greta Van Susteren delicious? Not so much. No. no. Hey, look, if she's one host, then yeah, I'm she's sure. she's one uh, host. I'm sure, um, you know, <laughs> certainly Sean Han I, well, I don't know. I don't know Shanahan. I'm trying to think of, uh, what's his, Eric, what's the guy, Eric, uh, Eric Bowling? Bowling? Yeah, Eric Bowling, I bet you is not on the, is no, not part of right. Jeb Bentham. I'll bet you're right. No, Jeb Smith. Jeb Smith. Is Jeb Smith he? very well be part of Jeb Bentham. Jeb he may be part of Hillary Bentham. I don't know. He, <laughs> that one. Probably. Um, yeah, um, probably. But I would uh, say... Uh, there's a tweet, by the way. There it is. John Stossel? Is he part of Jeb Bentham? No. He no. is not part of Jeb. Jeb Judge Napolitano? Part no. of Jeb Bentham? No. No. He so would not be. He would not be there. And there's the tweet Oof. from Greta. Okay. I thought that would be interesting. Um, but, I mean, I guess that's not a surprise. I mean, G Greta came from a background. I mean, she's not like a hardcore conservative. She's come from a legal background. Yeah, and uh, right. it's, it's interesting. That's what she... Is into. Mm -hmm. um, Rand Paul had a little comment on Jeb and uh, in, in his him running for president. Mm -hmm. I thought this was a pretty good. Uh, <laughs> this is this is the sort of subtle slam you do to someone. You're not trying to wreck another Republican, you know, but you're just you're pointing out things that are true. And I think Rand Paul points out things that are true here. Watch. Some people are saying, "Come on, Senator, make a decision. Why why is Jeb Bush out ahead of you?" Well, uh, maybe he has more ground he needs to gain. He's been out of this for a while, so maybe he needs to get back in and practice up a bit. I, I don't know. I can't determine why other people. I just know what I'm going to do. And Still that's six wait, months out? Wait a few more months, yes. What about you said that no, that, that, that nobody who has said that they're for Common Core could win the Republican primary. That seems to be a direct shot at him because he's the hugest I, proponent. Yeah, I think it would be very difficult. Most of us believe in less federal government and more decentralized government, particularly with education. You know, Ronald Reagan ran on the platform of getting rid of the Department of Education. We've always believed in decentralized uh, education. So for Jeb Bush to run in the primary will be very, very difficult because if you're going to be for a national curriculum and for Common Core and for No Child Left Behind, this accumulation of power in Washington, that's not very popular and it's going to be an overcoming if he thinks he can win the primary. Uh, some great stuff from Rand there. That's great. I mean, he's totally right. Uh, and, and, you know, you, you, Jeb Bush has had a on paper fairly good record when he was uh, the governor of Florida. And at times, people said he was more conservative than George W. Bush. I don't know if that's exactly true. I don't think um, it is. But the, the larger than that is if there's a, 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 an issue that, that really signifies the entire reason for a Jeb Bush candidacy, it's Common Core. If you believe that a centralized sort of idea of education is a good idea, Jeb Bush is probably your guy. And there's a lot of people who do believe that. There are conservative Common Core yeah. uh, backers and defenders all over the country. Um, I don't know if they're conservatives, but they're Republicans. And if your path to success is, hey, I'm going to advocate for a large government program um, uh, that's, uh, you know, forcing kind of down the throat to local schools what they should be teaching, uh, you know, Jeb Bush is a, isn't a terrible candidate if, if you like that. Um, I do believe, though, over time, um, people have come to understand what Common Core is. 
and uh, there's a lot of opposition to it. I mean, it, you yeah. know, it's going to be tough for Jeb to overcome that. And Rand was really good there from start to finish when mm -hmm. he's put on the spot by Megan about why why is he announcing and you're not. I mean, how can he respond for other candidates? Right. It was it was nicely put there, and his his uh, logic and his reasoning about Common Core is exactly right. It's showing what a big government guy. Yeah. Jeb Bush is. Mm -hmm. He is a big government guy. And we've given Rand Paul some, some flack lately. You know, yeah. uh, we, we, I'm not we critical. biggest fan. You're not his biggest fan. Hey, he's clearly better than people like Jeb Bush. Um, oh. and, and, and I think the oh, issue, yeah. when we talk about Rand Paul, a lot of times we're talking about him in the discussion. It's like when you talk about, people will talk about Peyton Manning and they'll say, well, the guy doesn't, you know, he doesn't win as many playoff games. He's only won one Super Bowl. He's only been to two. Uh, he's, you know, been this great regular season quarterback. And then, you know, he's really blown it. And, he, you know. Well, well, that discussion occurs in the premise that you have he's one of the top five quarterbacks of all time. Mm -hmm. So does he, is he first or is he fifth? Is he first or is he second? You know, Rand Paul, when you look at these candidates, he's still uh, – there's a lot to like about Rand Paul. Um, and, you know, is he – the question, though, is this conversation for us currently, you know, constantly lives in this world with is he is as good as Ted Cruz? And the answer to that is no, no. he's not. No. Is he as good as, uh, you know, Marco Rubio? Well, there's some debate there. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I don't know. Uh, we'll have to see. But the, the point, though, is that, you know, he's not, he's not Harry Reid, clearly. He's, he's not John McCain. He's not Jeb Bush. He's not even Mitt Romney. He's, you know, he, no, he's not. You know, and no, so he's not. I, I think there's a, there's a separation there. And, yeah. I, you know, that, to be fair yeah. to Rand, you know, he, he's great there. And this is what gets you excited about Rand Paul. He starts talking like that and he starts talking about decentralized government. When he goes down the roads of uh, immigration policy, um, yeah, uh, voter registration, uh, voter yeah, ID, a I, there's a few things he's been doing lately that I'm not as thrilled about. Yeah. And, and this all starts being perfectly honest. It really, the thing that hurts him more than anything is, is endorsing Mitch McConnell and backing him and doing speeches with him to the end. Uh, you know, I just, I, we just know, we've known Mitch McConnell for too long. We've seen what he does for too long. And, you know, I, I can't square an endorsement for Mitch McConnell and the policies that Rand Paul and principles that he supposedly has. I, those two things don't work in the same universe. The only thing that it works in is a political universe where you say, well, uh, it's best for me. They'll do things for me later if I do this. And that's not what we want out of a guy like Rand Paul. We're going to him because of his principles. And that's where we've been dissecting him a little bit. But to be fair, he, look at how much better he is than Jeb Bush. I mean, if oh, your wow. other option is Jeb Bush, it's Rand Paul mania for me. Yeah. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents do come up. It is uh, Pat and Stu. Welcome. Welcome um, to it. Uh, we should promote uh, coming up uh, next block. Oh, Glenn yeah, Beck's important. request. Glenn owns this network. He gets to do whatever he freaking wants with it. So part of that uh, wonderful plan we've implemented is when he says he wants a douche Hall of Fame vote, eh, well, let's give it a vote. He wants yeah. John Boehner in. And I thought that was an interesting one. There's no necessarily <clears throat> any new news on John Boehner that would make him vote on him today. But, you know, Glenn said it, and he's an evil dictator. For instance... I don't believe in my sh machine of sound I've got a single John Boehner clip. I don't think there's one. 
Have we ever had, have we played a John Boehner clip on yeah, this show? That's a good point. And I, I guess that goes to the point that Boehner does a lot of his stuff behind the scenes. Yeah. Behind the scenes, and we, that's what we hear about all the time. We did have the story today that, uh, what was it, Stutzman yeah. and Louis Gomer, both of them said uh, they were told Either things by lied yeah, to They were told by things Boehner. by leadership that was not true. Yeah. Uh, the Cromnibus thing, which I can't, it makes me hurt to even say that stupid term. Um, that and another vote, uh, they had said, yeah, they were told it was not going to happen this way, and then it did. But, I mean, I, I don't know. Is that enough? I, I will be interested to see this audience because Boehner, to me, you know, look, I, he's bad, but he's not as bad to me as, you know, certainly as Alan Grayson, but even as a guy like Jeb Bush or a guy like, um, uh, you know, Michael Bloomberg or, you know, Lindsey like, Graham. Lindsey Graham. Like, he's not to me yeah. that level. He's a little, he's more in the Mitch still. McConnell level. And that's still bad. Still. But is that douche Hall of Fame worthy? Well, we'll find out. It's going to be up to you in a few minutes. Triple eight seven two seven back. Where do we go for that, Jeffy? Uh, the Blaze. Dot com slash the feed. Mm -hmm. But get there we're not now, voting yet, yeah. right? You can but just get there go now. there and no, then you be ready. Be ready. Yeah. Sit down, give, give yourself something to drink, be ready for the vote. Mm -hmm. Okay, exactly right. Uh, meantime, we were talking about uh, Jeb Bush and, and uh, Jeb apparently uh, Jeb Mentum is sweeping the, the globe right now. <laughs> and and uh, Greta Van Susteren from Fox News is all caught up in Jeb Mentum. Uh, let's go to Brittany in Texas. Uh, Brittany, you're on Pat and Stu. Hi. Hi, Pat and Stu. Hi. Uh, just totally caught off guard last night when I flipped to Fox News. And, you know, Jeb's just a regular guy. Don't blame him because his family are the Bushes. And don't, you know, don't group him with his family because their name is so, you know, all of that. Right. I never turned from the blaze, but I switched over for a minute last night, and that's what I, you know, ran into. And I just thought it was weird. I think we all hope for, like, a good guy who's a conservative who holds our values and, and, you know, holds what we, you know, are what Glenn's always talking about. By the way, Glenn, he who has the gold makes the rolls, Glenn. Uh, yeah, that's so true. Pat, I'm true. sorry about that. Yeah, shockingly, <laughs> right. he's well aware of that one. Okay. <laughs> I know, but I just, you know, I'm I'm a total cheerleader for Glenn. Love it. Us too. Um, but anyways, yeah, Jeb, my finger's on the trigger, buddy. If you try to get on this ballot, I'm out of here. <laughs> so yeah. peace out. And, yeah. I, uh, I don't think it's going to happen because I think people, like, I think we don't give people credit. I think people are smart, you know. I think y'all are always, like, bringing that to people's attention. You're like, you're smart. Make decisions. Yeah. Understand when, you know, there's people out there trying to fool you or, you know, trying to make things seem like they're not so i think i think you know hopefully uh i don't know what's up ted cruz yeah well, we'll <laughs> see we will see i mean and the problem with this a lot thanks, is a, a lot of the issue here uh Brittany, and thanks for the call i hope she's right is, because is, 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 it winds up being a contest you know it's like mm -hmm. well one team I mean, clearly the philadelphia eagles are better than the atlanta falcons i think we can all agree with that including our phone screener keith malinek however it's very possible the atlanta falcons make the playoffs and the philadelphia eagles do not and that's the same type of situation that will happen with uh with it's happened before john mccain was not as good as Mitt Romney in 2008. Uh, you know, I, and yet, mm -hmm. because of the way it played out, because certain people were in states when they, when they uh, you know, that wound up hurting uh, Mitt Romney in that particular race, McCain was the nominee. Uh, you know, and it happens. It's unfortunately not necessarily the best guy. It's a weird competition. It, this is why I argue for national primaries. I hate the way it's done now. You know, I, I hate the bouncing from state to state and you've got to go focus all your, you know, I, I love you, Iowa, but why? You know, why Iowa, New Hampshire and South Carolina get to make all these decisions for us and Texas has no voice. Texas has no voice in the Republican Party. I don't understand it. 
You Doesn't know? make a lick of sense. Yeah, I really Not a I lick. don't get it. I don't get it. Not a lick of sense. Uh, and that that system probably needs to change so that we can yeah. get rid of uh, the progressives who are nominees all of a sudden. Yeah. I, I, every single time it happens. It's like we can handle the presidential election with, with the entire country, but we just can't do it for primary. It's crazy. Yeah. We can't all vote on the same day in primary land. Why? Why can't we have a national primary? If you want to go crazy, make it a regional primary. Do the South, do the Northeast, do the Midwest, do you the West. Do that. And that would make sense. And that would be fine, And then everybody too. has a choice. Yeah, everybody has a say a voice. In, the, in the choice. Why does it? I mean, think about the important states. I mean, Great. look, the most important state in the nation right now to the Republican Party is the one I'm sitting in. It's Texas. If, if, if the Republicans no lose Texas, there is no they, doubt they will that. never win another national mm -hmm. election. Mm -hmm. without, they will never do it without yeah. Texas. So why does Texas have no voice at all in the process until, like, you know, October? We, you know, like, okay, you know, sure, the guy's already had the entire uh, convention, but you guys get to vote now on who you think should be the well, nominee. Well, it's happened virtually every time. It's, all, it's always virtually, done. Virtually well, every time that I, since I've been in Texas. It's over by the time the primary r rolls around to Texas. Yeah, and I'm not a registered Republican. I, I, I wouldn't be voting in it anyway. But still, it's, it's frustrating just as a person who cares about the country. Crazy. You know, I mean, Ted Cruz needs a voice and should be, uh, you know, like Ted Cruz would obviously win Texas. It would be a big deal. Yeah. Um, you know, but if you did a national primary the same way that they do the elections, it would be a big build up to one day. You wouldn't have to spend a, a fortune uh, trying to win these uh, these states nationally. There'd be so much news coverage because it would be an event like like it's an event uh, nationally. There's no reason. There was an argument at one time, maybe before media, that this made sense before there was widespread media. There's no reason now. There's no reason to be no. doing it this way. It needs to stop. Right. That's exactly right. And uh, by the way, it would eliminate or limit, excuse me, the influence of ads. Because it would, you'd have to run them in so many freaking places, it would be more difficult. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, presidential politics typically, I mean, as much as we focus on them in the elections, aren't really won and lost by ads anymore. It's just not really what happens. You can spend as much money as you freaking want. You can't win a national election. By the way, on the other side of the spectrum in the Democrat Party, uh, Elizabeth Warren continues continues to gather steam, despite the fact she's already said, "I'm not. Look, I'm not running multiple times. I'm, I'm not. I'm not running for president." Uh, but as of Monday, more than 23,500 people liked her Run Warren Run Facebook page. You know what that mean? means. That means she's likely to become president. No, it does not mean That's that. That's what that means right there. <laughs> it actually doesn't. But here's, no. and here's the thing about Elizabeth Warren. I just saw this Fox News poll today. She just polled with it. Here's how hot she is for you guys who yeah. want me to eat my underwear <laughs> if she gets the nomination. Yeah. Here's how hot she is. She just polled within 50 points of Hillary Clinton. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, 50. Mm -hmm. She's only down by 55, 0, 50 points now. But I will say, when we started this, <laughs> it was like 70. <laughs> and there's been a significant move here. Uh, that's, that's I mean, and yes, anything can happen yep. in the next two years. She well, the big, as we talked about at the time. Hillary was 40 points ahead of Obama. Yeah, Look what yeah happened. that's right. Um, and we were, as we were talking about in there. And there's Patty being a senator. As we talked about at the time, my belief for the path for Elizabeth Warren is Hillary Clinton deciding not to run. 
Um, yeah. that, I mean, that's, uh, that's now Hillary. That now they're saying that okay, Elizabeth's essentially the left wing, and and uh, Hillary's the right wing of the Democratic Party. Yeah, she'll have to, uh, and maybe that's true. But I, I feel like there's a chance. There's always been this sort of talk about maybe Hillary won't wind up running, and there's been that conversation. Yeah. If she doesn't, the thing's wide open, and Biden's not winning. I mean, there's no way Biden's going to be their candidate, right? Yeah. There's no, no way. way. Richard Gebhardt has a better chance yeah. than Remember we had the Joe argument Biden. that, uh, <laughs> you know, they would, they would call Al Gore back, right? Al Gore would come running. If yeah, he that's, said no. that's my fear. So, I, right. I'm not saying but I would world, In today's world, right, uh, Elizabeth is heading that off. So yeah. she says no. Hillary says I'm not running. We bring in Elizabeth Warren. Right. And Al is still good. He's uh, he's nah. We they got Elizabeth. Seriously, is there a better candidate for the Democrats right now than Al Gore? I don't think so. No. I don't think Hillary is that candidate. I don't even think Elizabeth Warren is. No, but she's close. I I think because of all of his, all of his awards, everybody loves him now that he's been out of the public limelight. He's, he hasn't taken any flack. He just does the climate change thing now. Mm -hmm. So people have have grown to love him and respect him as a scientist and a guy who cares about the planet and he's none of those things uh but if he jumps into the into this uh, in, into this uh, pool now he he spills all the water out of the pool he it, it's just him in the pool everybody goes out hey, uh, with the exception in. of hillary i think again uh, except he, for hillary it might a, be a battle with the two of them i think though he's not in unless hillary's out Right. That, I think Again, right. if Hillary is out, so any of this crap can happen. Yeah. Warren could be up there. Uh, uh, somebody that we haven't even thought of. Uh, mm -hmm. Gore could jump in. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised, completely surprised if John Kerry decided to get involved. I wouldn't be surprised oh to see uh, what's his face um, up in Vermont. Bernie Sanders get a couple states at least. I mean, uh -huh. anything can happen at that point. Hillary really is. I mean, it's it really is a huge thing. And when she makes this decision. And even if she jumps in and starts losing, I think she might bail. I mean, she, she, she wants an easy walk. If she doesn't have an easy walk, she might not jump in. Yeah. If Elizabeth Warren gets hot enough and she announces, if she announces first, Hillary might not even try. I don't know. Hillary, if Hillary wants an easy walk, she better do something about those cankles. Triple eight seven two seven back. We got the Douche Hall of Fame vote for John Boehner coming up. It's a great oh, point, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. Probably, really good. probably the best really point good. he's ever made of. Yeah, <laughs> The cankle point is always a good one, and Jeffy always makes it. How can you lift the legs up? You, you can't. can't. You can't. It's not easy at all. Not if you want to walk easily. Triple eight seven two seven back. It's Pat and Stu. All right, Glenn made a case today on radio for John Bader to be in the Douche Hall of Fame. Yeah, this is going to be up to you. So go to the feed right now. Tell them how to get there, uh, Jeffy, real quick, because we got to get to this. Uh, go to theblaze.com/slash/the-feed. Okay, here's Glenn's case for John Bader in the Douche Hall of Fame. Maybe we should really replicate these plaques for people to buy on uh, glenbeck.com, and then Great we could idea. sell them for people to hang in their own homes. I think they'd like that. You don't you think? how proud they'd be oh if you gosh. had the douche hall of fame on your, on your wall? Oh, wow. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. That is, you want to talk about an honorable thing I to have I'm in your home? I tearing up just oh to gosh. think of it. Just to think of it. it causes me to tear up a bit. 
Wow. Maybe we, but we really should. There are plenty of people that, you know, they come in, they write in, they say people like George oh, yeah. Soros is a good example of that are not in the douche hall fame. But you noticed the last inductee was July. We don't do this every day. No. This is a very specific group. People have to do very specific, horrible things you, to get into can this. You not mm-hmm. set those on top of each other. Yeah, these are those plaques. I don't know if you know yeah, this. They're you, you need important. To treat that re- with respect. Sorry, yeah. Sorry. Uh, thank you. Uh, I, I, the Xerox, the uh, the Xerox copy of Eric Holder's face, <laughs> kind of. The Hall of Fame doesn't have a I large budget. Okay, yeah, yeah, you, you know you. it's. Should have uh, known. We were thinking about taking this on the road. John by the Boehner? way, John Boehner's not on. No, he's not on. No, uh, he, no. Would, he would. Yeah. I think he would get in though. Uh, I think he would absolutely. Yeah, I think he would. Do you hear the latest? Uh, from uh, Marlon Stutzman. Um, I've been he, talking to Marlon quite a bit about this. <laughs> he's a congressman. He's a congressman. Yeah. And uh, he voted yes on the Cromnibus. And um, he said, earlier today I supported the rule because I was informed by leadership that the Cromnibus was dead and a short-term CR would take its place. I was surprised, even more disappointed, to see how the Cromnibus came back to the floor. The American people deserve better. So, so he was essentially lied to. Yeah, he says that Boehner or the Boehner people lied to him. Boehner is, is of course, denying this and saying, no, such thing happened. Is this guy going for political cover or is this guy telling the truth? I know that uh, he was working with Ted Cruz. So, you know, we know, he, you know, we know he, who he is. I think he's telling the truth. I think, I think John Boehner. I'd like to nominate John Boehner for the Douche Hall of Fame. All right. We will uh, we will honor that nomination and ha- have the vote. We'll take it under advisement. On, hmm. on the Patents You'll do show. that today? I yeah. think so, yeah. We will. How, and we you will. would vote yes? John Boehner? Yeah. 100%. Mm. I don't think he's going to get 100%. No, he won't. No, he won't. There's too many douches. That- <laughs> I'd be surprised because there are still some, you know, partisan politics that are played from time to time. Sure. People may say no, he doesn't belong. He doesn't rise to. Is he douchey? Not yes. yet. Yes, yes. But no one's going to deny that. To the level of right. douche hall of fame. Ninety-five percent. I don't. We'll know. see. I will say that. We'll uh, see. I mean, this is a discerning audience. In fact, if I remember correctly, Jeff, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Ed Schultz did not get in the first he time. He was not a first ballot. He was not a first. He actually got right. like ninety-two percent the first time. Why? Because so he was how, too irrelevant. How, how, the relevance clause. Yeah. There's, there's a relevance clause. He got promoted to weekends. How many? How many? What's the percentage to get you in? Ninety-five. And he, I think, 92% or something. And there's a, something called the relevance clause that you do not necessarily rise to a vote if you're just, you know, you're so pointless. Like, you could pick some random host on MSNBC that's on at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and, you know, they say plenty of douchey things. And mm-hmm. maybe their body of work, if you just analyze it on paper, would indicate, okay, yes, they should be in. But when there's no relevance to humanity, th- it just doesn't even rise to a vote. If- There you go. There you go. Okay, so that's the case for John Boehner, I guess. Uh, Again, we don't have anything to play from him. We don't. It's kind of behind the scenes ish. Yeah, we do. He's stealthily douchey. Yeah, comments on the on the feed coming up was that he's uh, been a stealth douche. He's a stealth douche. I think the case. um, There's a large crossover between the case against Boehner and the case against McConnell. I think. Uh, for yeah. this particular yeah. so let's uh let's get a vote going jeffy you're right. ready to post let's go. All right, so we are ready to vote be inducted into the douche hall of fame you uh, have one minute beginning right now all right fired it up go vote at the blaze.com slash the feed again the rules are 95 percent approval <laughs> to get into the douche hall of fame does john <laughs> that's how important rise this is 
to that level. Sure, he's a douche. No one is taking the opposite side of that. Not even him, not his family. <laughs> Everyone agrees he's a douche, but is he a douche Hall of Fame worthy? That's what we're about to find out, mm. Stu, in just moments. Yeah. Uh, Again, you go to the feed, and then what? And then what? Well, you can go to the blaze.com slash, blaze slash feed, but feed. make it fast. Yeah, you, you only got about 20 fast. seconds left here. Yeah, 20, 25 seconds beginning as, now. As we wind down to the end of this vote, Pat, um, mm -hmm. this is obviously a huge moment in the life of John Boehner. How do you see this? Vote can you going? imagine? Mm -hmm. Can you imagine where he is right now? Oh my God. Yeah, oh. The chills that well, have broken I know, out. I know where he is. He's on the, the blaze.com slash the feed voting no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you can only vote once, John. Yep, only vote only once. Only vote once. What's going through a person, uh, their mind, their oh, family's the, minds as they the watch thrill, something the like this unfold? And time is up. Oh time is gosh. up. Oh my gosh. We're about to find out if John Boehner, who we all understand and realize and acknowledge, is in fact a douche. Mm -hmm. But does he rise to the level of a douche Hall of Fame member? The answer, Jeffy, is? I just want you to know that through the entire voting process, mm -hmm. he was going to be a douche. What? Really? At the end, uh -huh. he does not make. Oh, he is not a douche Hall of Fame member first ballot. What is the uh, vote? Is 94%. 94%. Wow. 94 is pretty high, though. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of surprised. I was expecting high 80s out of this one. Me like, too. It would be, wouldn't be close. Um, he would be mostly a Douche Hall of Fame member if there were audience, but he wouldn't quite rise to the level of the actual Douche Hall of Fame. Now, if you strongly believe, if you strongly feel that uh, John Boehner is worthy of the Douche Hall of Fame, don't worry about it. It is possible he'll do something again that will bring him up on another ballot. He yeah. ju he's, just, oh, yeah. he's just not a first ballot member. Right. And then there's always the old timers committee. That's true. We should if really do in it. 25 years he's still not in the Hall of Fame. We should do like Woodrow Wilson old time committee vote. Yes. <laughs> that would yes. be great. I like that. The old timer committee should get its own plaque. Because are you kidding me? He's got to be there. Oh, yeah. Woodrow? Oh, my God. He's the one that started all this. <laughs> yes, really that may be 100%. Yeah. That may be 100%. Yeah. Back with more. It is uh, Pat and Stu right here. And then uh, Yuck. that over there. What are you going to do? You know what? I mean, what, they put them in front of us every day. What are we going to do? You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, our, our instinct is just throw stuff at them. Uh, That's the instinct. We fight it every day. Every day. Every day. Are you referring it's, to it's me? It's a Herculean effort. Why? Just pay attention to the show. We were talking about yeah, something. Yeah, maybe you could. We were talking about something. Mm -hmm. okay. Talking about the Obamas. Mm -hmm. Oh. Uh, and People Magazine. Well, no, we weren't talking about that. Of course. Actually, I think this is something that uh, Jeffy actually brought to the table today. Yes. Well, Jeffy's had a good day. Let's, a good let's day. take this one on for a second. He made the funny uh -huh. comment about cankles, and he brought a good story from People Magazine. <laughs> this is his best day. It's a banner day in the life of Jeffy Fish. I'll say this. And look, you, you do things at times that people would consider to be things that aren't horrible. I'll give you that. Uh, but 
in reality, this is the best day of your career. And life, really? The, probably life, right? yeah. I mean, I didn't know him when he was an infant. I assume. No. But, I mean, I, mean I, I will say just, you know, taking a crap in a diaper is better than most of the stuff you do every day. But <laughs> I, as far as your actual professional <laughs> career, you've done two things that most mm -hmm. people would not find moderately uh, terrible. Mm -hmm. Congratulations, Jeff. Thank you. It's a good day. Thank you. you. I appreciate it's it. It's a good day. We just wanted to recognize it. It's a good day. I, We're going to let right. you have that day. We're going to let you have it. All right? Without any further comment, we're going to let you have your day. I mean, no, no further comment until we later call you. Right, until later we, we have or... further comment. But for now, we're going to let you have it. So like, the... that, like that scene from, uh, uh, what is it, uh, Jerry Maguire at the end, where, where the guy who fired Jerry at the beginning yeah. from his, uh, mm -hmm. and, then, and then Jay Moore, right? Yeah, yeah Jay Moore. Like to have your moment. Jay Moore shows up at the end when he's going out to play Monday Night Football when the guy he represents yeah. is going, I'm going to let you have this moment. It's a nice moment for you guys. I'm going to let you have it. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. He so played a great you. character. Oh, he oh, was. He's you talk about a douche Hall of Fame yeah. member, Jay Moore in that movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely yeah. belongs. <laughs> definitely belongs. That's an all-time. Uh, that's on the Pat must-watch list. Holy cow! I movie. love that movie. Yeah. I love that movie like uh, like I love my children. Really? <laughs> <laughs> he really does. That's one. Not of quite those to movies. that level, but level. it's pretty close. It's pretty close. Hmm. You know, wife, children. Jerry Maguire is right in there. It's right in there. I, but I've only seen, I've only seen, and I understand there's some scenes in there that are are uh, somewhat racy. What is there? Really is that true? I don't remember. I don't. Scene with what. Kelly Preston. I've understood over the years with Cruz and Kelly Preston, where they get a little. Just uh, at the very beginning. They get a little into each other. They're if having you will. a little Sherry's berries. That's it. <laughs> get some Sherry's table. berries. Okay. I mean, who doesn't want to get naked eating those? Yeah, but I've only seen it on television. But it's it's what a brilliant you, movie. What I are love you it. revealing about yourself? I'm just saying. I'm just saying that's in the movie. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, so the thing that Jeffy and obviously now he's ruined it. But the, the thing he brought up that we said was good uh -huh. was this story from People Magazine. And again, we're gonna let you, let you have that moment. We'll let you have that for now. For now, we'll let you have that. Uh, how do the Obamas deal with their own uh, racist experiences? Um, and which is kind of worded funny because it says how do, how we deal with our own racist experiences as if like they've been racist against other people, which is kind of funny. Which, by the way, I bet they have. No. No, 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 no. No, I mean, no, I'm not. You didn't let me finish. Not. They have not. Oh, okay, good. Ever uh, been? So, uh, so <laughs> it has. Look at, look at has, them. Aren't they adorable in that picture? Look at that. Look at that. Don't you just love him? She is yeah. tall, though. I mean, she's, what is she, 5'10"? She's 5'11", seriously? 5'11", And the thing about her being 5'10", 5'11", is when, and especially when she's wearing something like that that's red, you might look like someone who works at Target and can help something on the top shelf. Could potentially be. Do we actually have the person who asked Michelle for help? Is that true? No, it, can, it cannot be. The, okay, the no. person's sister... All right, this is a, we don't, we have not, Keith, hold on, come over here, no, no, come over here to the, our phone screener Keith is telling us that we have uh, an amazing call from, from someone who claims to be the sister of the person. Okay, before we talk, talk into, talk into Jeffy's nipple and tell us what this call is about. Uh, so this lady says that uh, her sister was the one who was shopping in Target and asked Michelle for uh, some detergent oh off gosh. of a shelf. Was in it? Alexandria, Virginia, and ironically enough, and I want her to tell the story because I do believe her. Okay. So, uh, yeah, but okay. you don't have to get into story, but tell tell the story. You do believe her. You do believe this is Absolutely. legitimately the person. I do. Legit. Okay. okay. All right. Let's go. Let's go right to it. Uh, Donna in North Carolina is on the phone with us, and Donna, you have a pretty interesting story to tell. 
Yeah, well, um, I, I have no reason to make it up. It was my sister who was in the Alexandria, Virginia, Target. Uh, our family is, grew up in that area. Okay. I was in me, North Carolina. And let me first ask you this, Donna. Donna, let me ask yeah. you this. Is your yeah. sister white? Yes. Okay, so, so we know we it's know racism. So racism, <laughs> racism uh, abounding already. Okay, I want to hear this story. So you went, yeah, you're, you're at the Target, yeah. you're in, 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 or she's at the Target in Alexandria, Virginia. Explain to me yeah. what happens. Okay, let me also add that she's short and white. Okay, okay. so she's uh, in the laundry detergent aisle. <laughs> she's buying detergent for my nephew who's going off to VCU. He needs detergent. She can't reach the stinking detergent. The tallest person near her was Michelle Obama, which she had no idea. I'll tell you how she found out about it, that it was Michelle Obama. It was on the David Letterman show. She and her husband were watching, and she, he, she was, Michelle Obama was telling the story, and she looked at her husband and said, Oh, my word, that was me. And oh he gosh. said, No, it wasn't. And she said, Yes, it was. I asked that woman for detergent. I had no idea it was Michelle Obama. <laughs> no, she was tall, wow. for heaven's sake. Let me ask you That's this. That's why she asked her for help. Of oh course. I, I knew it was that. But, yes. but how... How is it? What's your sister's name? Can you yeah, just her yeah. first name? She'll be furious because they're huge Obama fans. Um, <laughs> I'm not. But they that's, are. That's why I called and she didn't. But, <laughs> they but, are um, Obama fans. You know. Oh, they're huge Obama fans. How did oh, she yeah. not recognize the first lady of the United States of America? Seriously. Well, you'd have to know my sister. She, you know, and she had look. She had a hat on. The whole she did. She, my sister's getting ready to send her baby off to college. She was That's unbelievable. You don't think you're going to run into the first lady at Target? Right. You know what I'm saying? No, you're Don just not. True. That's true. Donna, did you? Um, That's incredible. So well, she voted for for Obama. Yeah, yeah. It seems. seems. She voted for him. Oh yeah. Donna, so she's yeah, at the certain... She and she's already <sighs> trying to say that this isn't... That that's not the way Michelle Obama meant it in it. the article. She wasn't of accusing course. her of being a racist. Yes, she was. She oh, absolutely. Hang on one second. Hang on one... That's what she's doing. Hang that's on one second, Donna, because we... My sister's not a racist. Okay, hold on, Donna. Hold on. Hold on one second. Do you have the quote where she says what she said? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, read the quote and then finish it like you did on the radio show this morning with, with uh, what, what, it, what, what it was she said. Okay. Uh, during that uh, wonderfully publicized trip I took to Target, not mm -hmm. highly disguised, okay. the only person who came up to me in the store was a woman who asked me to help her take something off a shelf. Uh -huh. Because she didn't see me as the first lady, she saw me as someone who could help her. Those kinds of things happen in life. So it isn't anything new. Okay, those kinds of things. Yeah. It's an it's an article about racism. Clearly, yeah, right. those kinds She's of things happen in life. It's, what was the last thing? So it isn't anything new. So it isn't anything new. They've been through it before. It's race. She's talking about racism. Well, yeah. And, 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 and let's be clear, the next. to me as, as anything. I'm not, I'm not getting through here. Uh, here's the next line. There is no black male my age, now Obama's speaking, obviously, right. who's a professional who hasn't come out of a restaurant and is waiting for their car and somebody didn't hand them their car keys. Unbelievable. So obviously they're talking about the same thing here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Wow. So. So you saw her talking about this on Letterman. Did she did she on Letterman identify this as a racist uh, interaction? 
went, no, I didn't no. see the actual show. I saw the recording of it, you know, after she called everybody and said, Michelle Obama was talking about that incident on TV, and we all watched it. She laughed about it and just thought that was the funniest thing, that this lady didn't recognize her. That was really the issue. Mm, interesting. Here I am, the queen. first lady, mm. and this gal didn't recognize me. Well, Debbie didn't recognize her. Mm -hmm. She just needed help from someone tall. That's all it was. <laughs> that is so... My sister is not a racist. She's an Obama fan. I could take issue with her on that, but she I is love not that. racist. I love the fact that she's an Obama fan. Uh, that makes the story even better. I know. That makes... That's why I called. Because Much better. I thought, well, first of all, I need, to, I need the world to know my sister's not a racist, even though they don't know who she is. Yeah. I take offense to that, that, are, that the First Lady's accusing her of that, when that is not at all what it was. But then I also just have to chuckle. But it won't change their opinion about the, the Obama this, no, of course not. this is utterly unbelievable. So let's review what we've learned here. Again, Donna called in uh, just listening to the show and wanted to chime in about her sister's interaction with the president. We don't have it independently verified. This is a news story yet. It's a caller. But I think we'd like to get you in touch with the blaze, Donna, so maybe we can flush this yeah, out. Yeah, hang a on bit. the phone a second, Donna, because we want to get some information Absolutely. from you. Maybe, maybe. Have a great day. Thank you, too. you so much, Donna. Hold on. Um, so uh, and she, maybe talk to her on radio tomorrow as well. Yeah. So she comes and her, the, her sister is in Target, wants detergent, and she's speaking in, if you noticed, a lot of details. He's going to VCU, I think she said, or TCU, mm -hmm. one of the yeah. two. Um, uh, Probably she, VCU. Need, yeah. yeah, it would make sense. But mm -hmm. um, uh, that she needed detergent off the top shelf. She was short. She, uh, Michelle Obama is tall. Asked for help. No racism. Jeez. And is actually an Obama fan and supporter. God. Who now is still trying to deny that's uh, that's what the conversation is about. Now it's possible we'll get, we'll give you the outlying possibility here as we like to do on this program. And we never get this benefit of the doubt from anyone on the, on the liberal media. It's possible it's People Magazine's fault of putting these claims together. Maybe she was talking about it as not something that was racist, and then you just put it in the context of racism, and maybe that's why this is a problem. We'll see. Based on what she said after telling the story, you can't derive anything from the story but it being about racism the first time i read it this remember i said when i told you yeah. about it this morning before the show i was like i i'm pretty sure she's talking about racism yeah because like, when you were when you, you were a little bit you hesitated though and you said maybe it's not maybe i can't uh, yeah she, do you I, have the actual people article can you read from the people article because we, we we've been talking about the, the, what i have in front of me is an article of it says mr obama said in an interview appearing in the new issue of people so this is an article about the people magazine interview Let's get the exact context. Maybe we could, we can even take a break here, and, and we'll do the exact context of that comment because that is seemingly her out. And I will say that it may support that argument if she went on Letterman, talked about the incident, and did not identify it as racist at the time. Maybe okay, well, she has I, a point. I don't see how when you end the story this way, um, you can derive anything but she is accusing this woman of racism. And this is from when it ends, uh, when it, website. When it ends, those kinds of things happen in life, so it isn't anything new. That's not. She's not talking about I was the first lady and she didn't recognize me. That's not something that happens in life and isn't anything new. She's talking about the context of I the story, right. which is racism. And let's give you, this, is, this, this article here, the one that we have on the prep sheet, is the one you have read from people. 
because this one's referring to people, but maybe it's kind of referring to itself in the third person. But the, the paragraph before says, Barack Obama, before that, Barack Obama was a black man that lived on the south side of Chicago who had a share of troubles catching cabs, Miss Obama said. I tell this story, I mean, even as the first lady during that wonderful publicized trip I took to Target. So she goes from racist claim about her husband right. to the Target story. Then after that, President Obama says, there's no black male my age who hasn't come out and had his keys handed to him because they think he's a valet. It's all about racism. It's all about She's racism. not talking about being the first lady. And it does say... And the one that's in front of me from thepeople.com uh, is that Mrs. Obama said in a December 10th interview appearing in the new issue of People. So the actual... So they're just promoing the Biden Right. Magazine. So it's a little difficult to, to understand for sure. But every indication about this article is that she's talking about racism at this Absolutely. time. Absolutely. I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense any other way. No. It really doesn't. And, and, and then he finishes it this way, at least this well, section of it where he says the small irritations or indignities that we experience are nothing compared to what a previous generation experienced. So he's talking about the little racism we get today is nothing compared to what other blacks went through years ago because, yes, it was much worse. Uh, then he says, right. it's one thing for me to be mistaken for a waiter at a gala. It's another thing for my son to be mistaken for a robber and to be handcuffed or worse Stop it. if he happens to be walking down the street and is dressed the way teenagers dress. It's all racism. all racism. It's all their experience it's with the racism. It's the title of the article. It's the yeah, title of the article. This is what she's talking about. She assumed the woman approached her for help because she was black and and because this woman is a racist. It, it's unreal, really. And then, and and it then for her, it turns out to be... Legitimately unreal. It is. It's not real. It, when she turns out to be an Obama supporter, that makes it ten times this week. That's oh, awesome. God, that's good stuff. Triple that's a. good eating. I, really it's is. one of those, like, I want to say it's too good to check. I just want to believe it. Yeah, but we'll know. do all the jacks and stuff. Great. Great. Thank you so much, John, for calling in and defending your freaking Great sister. Great good stuff. job. Yeah. Back in a second. Triple Eight Seven Twenty Seven Beck is the phone number. Uh, this Sony hacker story has been largely—I don't know—somewhat un uninteresting to me. I don't know. It hasn't really gripped me uh, since the beginning of it. You've had some interesting emails, I guess, that have been leaked out. I mean, now they're—they're they're threatening to sue anyone who covers them, uh, which is a little weird, especially when you're taking on a, a government uh, who. Uh, is crushing the media and their ability to, re to report on news stories and at the same time suing the media for reporting on news stories. <laughs> it's a little weird. Um, but the movie is The Interview, starring Seth Rogen. Uh, it's a movie about, give a gem general premise, it seems like these two guys run a website or something, um, and they find out that Kim Jong-un is a fan of theirs, so they're going to go over and do an interview. Before they leave, the United States government says, hey, while you're over there, will you kill Kim Jong-il for us? And that's kind of the premise of the movie. Uh, you know, it seems like it could be pretty funny. I mean, some of Seth Rogen's stuff is funny, yeah. and, and uh, you know, it's a harmless, stupid comedy, right? Well, the, the speculation is, and none of this has been confirmed, but North Korea is so pissed off about this that they've... Uh, hacked into Sony's um, uh, computers 
pulled off tons of private emails, salary figures, all sorts of stuff, and leaked them on the internet, including uh, full films that they've stolen, um, and uh, doing as much damage as they can uh, to uh, Sony because they don't like this movie. Now, North Korea probably doesn't have the capability of doing this themselves, but they do have money that they could pay someone to do it. So they, the, the belief is that it's outsourced um, to somebody who's doing these hacks for them. Um, you know, and I don't know, I wasn't completely riveted. I was a little interested as, as it's now developing into a bigger story. They have released, first of all, all the emails from, I think, I think it's the CEO's email box. The CEO, every email, all the private financial stuff, all of that, Every email is out there, thousands of emails uh, from this guy's email box, which is, I mean, you know, obviously a big deal for them. But, but bigger is the attackers, you know, the hackers have released a message, and, and here's this message. Warning, we will clearly show it to you at the very time and places the interview be shown. This is talking about um, the, uh, I guess, the Christmas present that they've been calling. Right. We will clearly show it to you at the very time and places the interview be shown, including the premiere how bitter fate those who seek fun in terror should be doomed to. Now, obviously, these people, uh, English might be a second language. Um, the other thing, too, is the premiere's already happened. So that's, a, that's another minor issue with their plan. Although there was another premiere, I guess, in New York City that they have uh, that now canceled. They go on to say, soon all the world will see what an awful movie Sony Pictures Entertainment has made. The world will be full of fear. Remember the 11th of September, 2001. We recommend you to keep yourself distant from the places at that time. If your house is nearby, you better leave. Whatever comes in the coming days is called by the greed of Sony Pictures Entertainment. All the world will denounce the Sony. <laughs> I, I don't buy it. I, sure, I, I don't buy it. My first, I will say that I've been skeptical of the story for the beginning and, and probably surely wrong at this point. I was, I thought at the beginning, I was like, I wonder, wouldn't this be a great little promotional uh, thing for the interview? No one was talking about that movie. And now everyone's talking about yep. that movie. And so that was kind of a, I don't know that I believed it, but it was kind of an interesting theory. And I think that's been proven wrong because you're not going to release every email from the CEO to promote one movie. That's really stupid. Uh, but the second thing is, is it possible you have hackers who do this, then... Everyone says, this must be North Korea. The interview's coming out. This must be North Korea. The interview's coming out. And now they're saying, this is the first time they've mentioned the interview in any of these hacks. And now their language is really broken. Um, all the world will denounce the Sony. What is that? Does anyone know? Is anyone a big enough video game geek to know the phrase that was in that old school video game when it was translated, mistranslated? Do you know it off the top of your head? What is it? All your base are belong to us. Is that it? Um, and now, of course, I should have known James was going to be the one who was geeky enough to know that reference. But uh, all your base are belong to us. All the world will denounce the Sony. Not exactly the same phrase, but I feel like there's some relation there. Like, I wonder if these are actual just computer geeks who did this and now are taking advantage of the fact that everyone thinks it's North Korea to mislead or get out of it or whatever. I don't know. It's seemingly... Um, everyone's talking about it immediately as if it was North Korea. And I was like, what? North Korea? Because they're doing the interview? Apparently, that's what uh, they believe. And I don't know if it's true or not, but it's fun to speculate wildly. Um, and, um, you know, at least we're not running, uh, you know, uh, fake rape accusations uh, at the University of Virginia. We, we do it on stupid stories.
So, um, all right, and uh, but I mean, this has had an effect now. This is pretty amazing, Jeffy. Where do you come on this? Because I, I got to tell you, I, I first of all, when it first happened, I, I didn't believe it. I was with you. I, that's the first thing. No way, can't be. <laughs> can't be. And now, okay, so they somebody hacked into it. I don't know that I buy it's North Korea. I just can't. I can't. There's something about it that doesn't fit to me. But, and like they don't, they really don't. I mean, look, North Korea is pathetic, but they really don't have the ability to get a better sentence than all the world de will denounce the Sony. Yeah, They're, I mean, maybe they hired the guy that sends the emails that are you know fishing for money. They're they right. got stuck in in uh, Mumbai and they need money. Right. You keep checking your email, and that's where you get that from. Right. Like, okay, I understand that, but if you if you're an, a, an actual government. You have all the resources of a country, essentially. And again, like they don't have a lot of resources, but all, what they do have is all his, so he can do whatever he wants with it. Right. So you're going to give this to some outside source to translate this, and they're not going to they're not going to look at it and say, "Guys, this isn't right." Like all the world will denounce the Sony. It sounds stupid. Yeah. They're not going to say, you know, soon all the world will see what an awful uh, movie Sony Pictures has made. The world will be full of fear. Um, the interview will be shown, including the premiere, how bitter fate those who seek fun in terror should be doomed to. What? It's just so bad. Yeah. It's hard to understand. But I must say, now that they've now we have the theaters that are not going to yeah. uh, broadcast the the movie. If that gets the new release movies into my home pay per view, so I don't have to go to the theater anymore, I'm all for it. Really, I see. I like the theater experience. You know, I like going to a movie theater. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Uh, you know, but, no. but you just want it. No. You'd rather have it at home. Yeah. Oh, you don't want to leave the house. And plus, you have all those, you know, documents that restrict your movement. You know what I'm saying? No. Um, <laughs> uh, Carmike Theater uh, Cinema is one of the top uh, theater chains. They have 2,917 screens, 278 theaters. Amazing. Um, spread across 37 states. They are canceling showings right. for this movie. Uh, AMC or Regal, they don't know if they're going to do it. Uh, it's supposed to be released nationwide on Christmas Day. Um, I don't know. It, there is this uh, argument of whether this is essentially the terrorists winning, right? They're making yeah. threats and you're just pulling this movie. I, I, you know, I feel like you've got to run the movie, right? I mean, uh, you know, I, I think if I'm owning a theater chain, I'm putting the movie in there and I'm taking my... I'm taking my chances. Especially now, you got a lot of free publicity all over the place, man. Yeah. Let's open that bad boy. I would say the movie's going to do well, right? <laughs> People are going to want to go see this. Yeah. But again, we're told that YouTube movies launch entire, you know, murder sprees in the Middle East. So what's this one going to do? Oh my gosh! Mm. Think about it, as you would say. <laughs> uh, so yeah, here we go. And then uh, you have um, activists. I like this too. There's a response now from uh, activists who want freedom in North Korea. They are now threatening on uh, sending the DVDs, like parachuting the DVDs into North Korea. It's actually funny. It's kind of a funny idea. If you, but I'm, I've got news for you. I'm just a. I could be wrong. Could be wrong. I'm guessing there's not a lot of DVD players in North Korea. You're probably. Most right. of the people are going to go. What the heck is this? Yeah, I know. <laughs> It's really more of a statement, isn't it? It's not yes. really going to do anything. No, it's not going to do anything. Uh, yeah, no, you're probably right. Even Kim Jong-un might not have one. Uh, he, he's still stuck on VHS. He's trying to get VHS copies <laughs> right. of this movie. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, like, you know, again, the language of it's so weird. And, and obviously, like, a foreign source could, could butcher the language. If we find out shot, we've been had again. I don't think we're had by Sony, which was my initial instinct. I think we might ju it might just be a normal hack of a Hollywood studio 
And, and, and once know, they got in, they realized, and then they started blaming it on North Korea. Like, yeah, cool. And we're like, sure, let's do it. Let's just make it yeah. seem like it's you know, North Korea now. And that way you're redirecting people who are looking for the source of the hack. You know, I yeah. mean, it's, it's not a bad idea. No, it's not. By the way, that, uh, that phrase was, so all the world will denounce the Sony and all, our base, all your base belong to us. It was some, I love this story. It was an old school video game, and I don't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but um, it was a Japanese video game, and they released it in the United States, and they just translated the whole thing the really poorly. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> I think it was a like, Nintendo-era game. And they, the big like, threat by this alien or whatever it was in the movie was, all your base belong to us. Like, it was like some... <laughs> And like not all your bases now belong to us, or right. just just butchered language throughout. It's kind of a funny story. You can find it. Uh, you can find that story online. Told much better than I just told it. Triple eight seven twenty seven back is the phone number. Pat uh, had an appointment to go to, so we'll see him again tomorrow. Uh, and we're back with more Pat and Stu without Pat. So I guess it's Fat and Stu uh, for now. Back in a second. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm saying there. Yeah, no, I, like, I'm, I'm Stu. I'm still Stu. Whatever makes me happy is fat because you're the other person on the show now and you're um, overweight. Well, at least the program that follows the Glenbeck program, which is called Pat and Stu. And today is called Fat and Stu. It I'm, is? I'm Stu. It's, uh, I'm not Pat. <laughs> no, you are not. Uh, let's see. What should we do here? This is, we, did a, we did this all out of order today. Uh, let's, I like this. Let's do uh, A2, uh, if we could, fellas, in the control room, which is this White House economist, Jason Furman, who, uh, you know, he's been in and out of the White House. I haven't heard much from him lately. Uh, he was kind of a big player maybe early on in the, uh, in the first term. Uh, he's the chairman of, uh, uh, I guess he is still the chairman of the White House uh, Council of Economic Advisors, but he hasn't been speaking as much publicly. Um, he was uh, saying that, hey, 2014 has been pretty good. I mean, it's not exactly morning in America. Um, let's watch this up. For different measures, the sentiment are now higher than they've been at any point since the recovery began. There's still substantial challenges, and it goes back to what Major said. You saw a decade in which incomes didn't rise. You saw another huge blow to incomes in the recession. You see us digging out of that, but not all the way dug out of it, so that people are still feeling challenges, that people are still feeling not all the way there, and our motivation to continue to help. Um, but I don't think it's accurate to say that you're not seeing this translate into sentiment. Every economic measure I've seen has improved. So it's morning in America. Um, I'm not saying it's morning in America. I think, there's, I think we're, we're digging our way out of a really deep hole. And we're still not all the way out of that hole. I mean, the unemployment rate at 5.8 percent um, is not all the way to where the unemployment rate should be. Wages are certainly not all the way to where they want to be, um, but absolutely moving um, in the right direction. All right. What a ringing endorsement of their work for the last six years. Um, a couple of other facts that have been pointed out. Uh, CNS News points out 65% of children live in households on federal aid programs. Wow. And that's not mooring in America? Because, look, that could, but that could be 85% of children living in homes with 
federal aid programs. How about uh, one in five millennials live in poverty? Could be three in five. I mean, it's not morning in America, but it, uh, it's better than that, right? Food stamp of beneficiaries now uh, exceed 46 million for the 37th straight month. Wow. And that's not morning in America, um, because, but it could be 137 straight months. So <laughs> we got to say about that. Uh, yeah, it's not exactly a, a wonderful thing. I mean, and think about this. This is while oil is is falling through the, the basement. It's up a little bit today, but I mean, in reality, this should be a huge boom to the economy. I mean, it should be a a wonderful gift. Well, Stu, we've got, we're digging ourselves out of this huge hole. We can't be expected to happen overnight. Are they still blaming Bush? Oh, that's what it sounded like to me. Still happening? What, Six years what, later? Walk us through this, uh, Jeffy. What, <laughs> you can't. what year is it? It is 2014, <laughs> okay, what, soon to be 2015. What year did we elect President Barack Obama? Yeah. And, by the way, give him the House and the Senate with a filibuster-proof majority. Last year? A little bit before that. It was, it was a couple years ago, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, he took office in 2009. He was elected sure? in 2008. No. I mean, look, I, uh, yes, I will grant you that there was a pretty bad uh, fiscal situation at the time he took over. Now, if you're looking at fiscal situations, it's probably worse now because we have even more debt. But throw that out for a minute. The, the, the day-to-day back and forth, it was bad. I mean, monthly, we had, lost, we had a couple months where we were over 500,000 jobs lost. It was a bad, we went through a bad stretch there. However, these things have turned around in every other case with every other president. It's just happened a lot faster than with this president. I mean, we've never had, I don't know, we've, listed, we've lasted a long time. The Great Depression is the only example of anything lasting longer than this. And by the way, that was also a big, fat progressive doing it. Um, this has been a, the slowest recovery in recorded history, at least since World War II. Now, uh, you don't take something like that and brag about it. You try to hide it off the back of your resume. You, you hope no one sees that page. You hope no one notices that you are responsible for the worst recovery we've had since World War II. It's pretty amazing. It's taken longer. It's been uh, slower upticks. Uh, You know, we're still seeing major problems. Uh, People are still struggling. And, you know, even now with this gift of low uh, gas prices that uh, the country has been given, you know, it's still um, really... It's not impressive. It's not an impressive period. It's not one that if you're a Democrat, you're going to look back and say, you know what, the glory days were when Barack Obama was president, <laughs> right? Like, they do say that about Clinton. And yeah, there's some evidence there to back that up. We yeah, had a good, we Hillary's were in a saving grace. Yeah. We had a good financial uh, stretch. It was generally peaceful. There were some things. Obviously, we did pretty much ignore the rise of Al Qaeda, which led to issues after uh, Clinton left. Well, we did some things there, and there were there were skirmishes, there were issues there. But uh, you know, when you go to the, the the side of things where you're talking about the the finances, you had the dot com boom, and obviously that went bust. Um, we were in a recession before Clinton left office. All those things are true, but you can look at that as a generally positive period for those in those measures. You, obviously, we could have arguments about morality. What happened in that period? Uh, you know, what happened to the office of the president of the United States? I think there's a a big uh, negative there. And, you know, the president wasn't as um, conservative as we like to believe now. In comparison to Obama, he may be, but he wasn't exactly a conservative. But there were some things done. Uh, the 94 uh, Republican takeover led to things like welfare reform that Clinton signed. 
There's some things in there you can point to and say, okay, they were positive. Is anyone going to make that argument with Obama? Or do you just hope Clinton gets elected and then just make it about Clinton and hope that she does better? Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I don't think people, same, same example, uh, other side. People go back and they fondly remember the years of Ronald Reagan. There's not as many people that say, okay, hey, that George W. Bush thing was great. And I will never be one that, uh, that says, hey, that was the greatest president, uh, presidency of all time. Had some good points, had some bad points. But that's how Democrats have to look back at Barack Obama. They'll say, okay, well, we got Obamacare. We're glad we got that. That was a big progressive reform. There's a couple of things here and there, but largely it was a big waste of time and it didn't work. And I, I don't know. I'm, it's about how we feel about George W. Bush. I mean, some of the things he did, he did a good job in the war on terror, particularly at the beginning. He got some tax cuts through. He did a couple of things here and there that were good, but overall it was a disappointment. And you've got to believe an honest Democrat and analyzes that situation the same way. I believe they will. Oh, and probably already started. At least privately. Have. At least privately. Yeah. They might not admit it on camera, but you've got to believe, at least privately, they look at this and say, wow, we were given a guy with a 70 to 80 percent approval rating when he started. Here's a guy who was breaking barriers. Everyone was thrilled about the barrier, including, by the way, even us. Yes. Even people on talk radio, they would say, terrible, terrible policy. The one good thing you could take out of it is at least we're breaking this barrier and there's positives. Uh, to that, uh, you know, we're look at how far we've. He's come. even screwed that up. He's even screwed that up. He screwed that up. The, the the recovery's been slow. He's he's expanded the role of the executive uh, office in, as opposed to what he ran on, which was limiting that role. Uh, he's gone ahead and continued the same essential war policy that Barack Obama seemed, or that George W. Bush seemed to have. He didn't get really anything out of that. You know, I mean, he's raised taxes. You'll have a couple things as a progressive you can hang out your hat on. But outside of Obamacare, there's not a lot. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's uh, it's been a kind of a disappointment. Very disappointing. You, you would hope and if you if you had this run with this guy starting where he did, you leave with progressivism sweeping the nation. Strong. And you've got 75 senators and, you know, you are you're you're kicking ass. The next person walks in Joe Biden or Hillary Clinton walk into the office because it's so easy. I mean, they could barely clear 40% approval rating. Oh, I, I, would, I would guess that that may even be made up. I can't believe that it's that high. I really can't. I will tell you. He's uh, I agree. unbelievable. <laughs> but the good thing is we will be feeling some of his executive orders and uh, memorandas uh, for years to come. We so will. Don't worry about oh, it. Oh, we'll be fooled. We'll be, we'll be unpacking that for a while. You know, Ted Cruz, we're going to be like, hey, uh, you know, we want you to do a bunch of things. The first stuff, though, before you do some great <laughs> stuff, undo all that other crap first. No kidding. Take a month. Just look at the old stuff he did. Undo all those executive orders. Oh, my gosh. Undo that nonsense. Don't do anything else. Yeah, please. Uh, so there you go. Triple eight seven twenty seven back. By the way, tomorrow uh, on the Pat and Stu program, when Pat will be here. Actually deciding to stay for a full show. I mean, jeez. Uh, we're going to air a Christmas twist. You know why? The Christmas twist? It's awesome. That's why. Jeffy's in it. Jeffy gets killed in it. I mean, what more could you ask I know, for? It's a Mul- sad story. More than once. It's a sad, you actually sad. die as multiple characters uh, in that particular film. It's funny how that happened. I, I, I don't know why the character did that. Well, look, that was the script, you know? Yeah, I, obviously. That's why I did it. And that was the script. Um, My agent said it would be good for me. Do it. You don't and actually so have an agent, I did it. do you? I mean, you don't. I mean, I don't know that I. Well, not after that. <laughs> I died twice. Really, haven't gotten any work since. 
actually. So tomorrow you'll see that here. And also we're going to air it on, uh, if you miss it, to be on Saturday's Wonderful World of Stew. So you can check that out as well. 888-727-BECK is the phone number. Back with more Pat and Stew in just a moment. Back is the phone number. Let's start with the uh, holiday classic from Charles Dickens. You know it, of course. It's a Christmas Carol. And occasionally there's some adjustments on it. Scrooged, for example. Wasn't that Christmas? No, yeah. Wait, was that one? Which one was Scrooge? No. Yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm getting my Christmas stories uh, confused. Scrooge was one. Uh, every single thing that could be a vehicle to parody or alter a Christmas story has been done. I, really, I mean, it's been done. Well, I thought all of them had been done until I saw this. Here is a Christmas story in Klingon. Was there a translation? Not good. No. Well, so they could actually read the translation as it, as it goes, I guess. Uh, it's, it's like one of those things where it's like funny. It's a really funny idea in your head. Yeah. But to sit there and actually do a play for an hour. Is, yeah. I mean, I get it. It's art. And you know that, you know, oh, my gosh, you know that during the, the, uh, the as they're practicing and going mm -hmm. through all the stages and trying to set up everything, you know, up backstage. He doesn't even know Klingon that yeah. good. <laughs> All right, shut up. It's probably true. The Star, the Star Trek uh, geeks are probably Oh, well. Wow. Yeah. That would be a really... Um, it's, like, it's one of those things, again, it sounds fun, but then when you think about the hours and hours and hours and hours of practice it must take to get the correct Klingon phrase, you should probably get, get, get a life Never mind. at that point. Like, it's a funny idea. It's a funny thing to do, like... In, in a Family Guy flashback, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, they show eight <laughs> seconds of it. That's really all you can handle on that one. Yeah, we don't, we're not sitting at the theater for an hour for that. Uh, how about uh, the amazing origins of 15 etiquette rules before we go? I like this. This is uh, for mental floss. Uh, so where did saying bless you after sneezes come from? 
goes back to at least uh, 590 uh, CE. We're oh, using yeah. CE now instead of BC. Is that, is that the deal? Pope Gregory I commanded that anyone who sneezes immediately be blessed. Out of fear, it was a sign they had contracted the plague. Right. How many plagues do you have, Jeffy? Uh, I hear bless you all the time. <laughs> I bet. Um, so that one I knew, but shaking hands I did not know. Shaking hands upon greeting was originally adopted several centuries ago in England as means of establishing that neither party was armed. So in theory, you're shaking hands. Most people have the two hands, so I don't know if it's particularly effective, but that's why they did it. Number three, tipping your cap. Removing or tipping one's hat as a sign of respect has a similar, uh, similar origin of shaking hands. Knights would flip up their visors and render themselves more vulnerable as a display of friendliness and submission in the face of superiors. You run a uh, website loosely based on submission, don't you? <laughs> I do. I do. There's a number of people that are flipping up their visors. <laughs> Please don't go any further. Uh, taking your hat off indoors. Why do people do that? I've always thought that was a weird one. Like, what's the That's why? a big deal, too, and a lot of people get a little, little all wound up about that, too. I kind of yeah. do just because it was drilled into me as a kid. Well, there's, Hat off inside. Yeah, and I understand that, but it's like when I was a kid from about... I don't know, seventh grade to a couple of years after college or, or after high school age, generally in that vicinity, I wore a hat pretty much every day. All the time. Just a baseball cap yep. every day, all the time. Uh, I'd wake up, and I'd throw it on, and I'd go. And, you know, of course, you get that hat head where, like, it's like you kind of have that. That's so, like, you, you, didn't wanna, you didn't want to take it off. Yeah, that's true. You didn't want to take it off, though, because you'd look like an idiot with it off. You know, your hair was all messy underneath this yeah, hat. Yeah, for sure you don't look like an idiot with it. Uh, well, anyway. I probably did that as well. but uh, So I never understood that, and I never liked it. Well, what's the reasoning for it? In earlier eras, men regularly wore hats outside to protect them from the elements. They removed the hats indoors so these same elements, rain or dirt, etc., would not fall onto meals or yeah. other people. So it's a cleanliness thing, supposedly, which made it a good, good argument with the hats because I would not wash them often enough, and they got really sweaty. Ugh. Uh, keeping your elbows off the table. In medieval times, space was at a premium for people looking to dine with lords and ladies, so the long tables were packed to capacity, uh, but uh, you couldn't put your elbows up because there wasn't enough space. How about covering right. your mouth to yawn? Covering your mouth to yawn. Yawns were thought to be the soul escaping the body. So obviously you're going to cover it. You don't want your soul to leave. You don't want your soul to leave. Became a sign of boredom and a rude comment uh, to whoever you were with, so people covered their mouth. Allowing a lady to walk at a right man's, or a man's right side. Ooh, I don't know. What? I just want to see what they say here. The matter, because I know, I think I know what what it is before I read it. Yeah. It was uh, uh, horse days uh, when they were walking down the street so the horses wouldn't kick all the mud up on the ladies. Right? All right, nice. let's reveal right? it. Is, it. is that true? The matter of where to walk has been a hot topic in the history of etiquette. Some sources say that the right sides would, historically would have been away from the right-headed knights. Shoot, oh, the sword. Yeah, not the mud at all. Of course, <laughs> so you're totally wrong. Mud. As usual. <laughs> oh, well, uh, later on it says the honorary side on which a woman or other person deserving of respect should be allowed to walk. Yeah, but it had nothing to do with the horse. <laughs> it wasn't mud related at all. <laughs> all right, giving a lady uh, the interior of the sidewalk, however, uh, that one is the mud. Uh, oh, you there you get go. Splashed, so that you're, just, you're off um, one little piece of etiquette, which is not, not unlike surprising. you. Not unlike you. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm supposed to do that. <laughs> how about a bride's parents paying for the wedding? Um, a bride's parents are typically expected to f foot the bill for the whole affair, a practice which stems stupid. from when parents had to come up with uh, appeal appealing dowries in order to entice men to take their daughters off their hands. How about showering a bride with gifts? 
Friends of the Bride, not her family, traditionally host showers because long ago it was a way for a woman to obtain necessary dowry for a, nice. a marriage yep. her parents did not approve of. That's where it goes from. Historically, if a father rejected a man's request to marry his daughter, the girl's request, the girl's friends would uh, call on others to shower her with gifts so the marriage could go forward. Oh, yeah. uh, touching glasses for toasts. Uh, you can't be a fan of this. No, why? What is it? I, I didn't think you liked glasses at all. I don't like glasses. <laughs> Just, I, I mean, I like cups, clean yeah, plastic but cups. But the, the cups are tough to clink. They are. <laughs> um, so uh, it is a, uh, you were trying to, is it uh, developed as a sign of faith? You were trying to poison your dinner companion. You too would be poisoned. Um, but oh. a slightly less cynical origin comes from the Middle Ages. Alcohol was thought to contain literal spirits that made those who uh, partook behave outrageously. It's actually not that. It's just the alcohol. Uh, <laughs> RSVP. Uh, respond if you please. Uh, that is where that comes from, uh, from the French. Well, you know, why don't we just give this whole thing to you? Uh, uh, we'll tweet it out, yeah. at Patents too, if we could do that. Uh, and uh, at World of Stew. You can always follow us on Twitter, at JeffyMRA, by the way, is the other place you can go for all the links to the submission sites. Back with more tomorrow. See you then.